Welcome to Podcasts, recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. We have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its video podcast, you can donate online at cslportland.org slash donate. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living. I'm Reverend Evan Wilkins, and I go by Rev Ev, just Evan, whatever you want to call me. I guess like my dad always says, just don't call me late for dinner, and we'll be all right. Yeah, wah, wah. <laughs> all right, so I usually like to start my talks with questions. So the question I'm going to ask of you all this morning is, anybody here a Shakespeare fan? All right, I thought we might have a few. All right. Well, even if you're not, you've likely heard the infamous to be or not to be quote from a young Hamlet. Now, for those of you who are Shakespeare fans, I think you might enjoy the talk today because it's themed around this famous quote. But we're going to put a different kind of spin on it today, not the typical you know, literary spin, although you can do that if you want. But we're going to spiritualize it a bit. So is there anybody with me on that? Everybody all right? All right. In fact, I feel since we're going to use the quote that I should really share the whole thing as it's really applicable to the talk today. So, to be or not to be, that is the question. Whether tis nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune or to take arms against a sea of troubles and by opposing in them to die, sleep, no more, and by sleep to say we end the heartache and the thousand natural shocks that flesh is heirs to. Tis a consummation, devoutly to be wished, to die, to sleep, to sleep, perchance to dream. Aye, there's the rub, for in that sleep of death, what dreams may come. So to me, that is so powerful, is it not? Maybe I feel that way personally because there's so many or spiritual teachings that can be gleaned from that entire piece of Shakespeare's work within Hamlet. But I want to take this today and I want to apply it. I want to apply it to a decision that we must often make on a daily basis, really a moment-by-moment -moment basis. And what happens when we make the decision to be or not to be? And what happens when we make that decision from every moment in this time we spend in this life. So I have, I have several favorite spiritual authors, which I'm sure most of us do, but one of mine happens to be Dan Millman. And occasionally one of his books, I've got every one of his books on my bookshelf at home, which we've got way too many books, but we'll just leave that. You know, I should have brought a picture of that up here, but anyway. 
But as I walk by my bookshelf, a book will, you know, sometimes just capture my attention. And the latest one happened to be Dan Millman. And usually when it captures my attention, I'll pick it up because I feel like that's the universe's way of saying, hey, Evan, you know, there's some wisdom in there for you. So I picked it up, and the most that book I picked up happened to be Wisdom of the Peaceful Warrior. And in the book, he mentions to be or not to be. And he mentions how Dan Millman kind of talks a little bit about his own life in the book. And he mentions how at one point in his life, he was contemplating suicide. And he says, he says, in this state of psychological paralysis and suffering, I was forced to confront questions about meaning, about life, and about death. As I stood on this inner precipice, I came face to face with the core of my life, my identity, and my existence. Now, I don't think we have to necessarily be on the brink of something such as suicide to come to that place in our lives. You know, that place where we approach and stand on that inner precipice. I actually believe it happens at many times throughout our life, during many different moments and experiences that we're having in life. You know, those times when we may feel a little bit of conflict over something that's going on in our lives. Maybe a little bit of confusion. Maybe when we feel some isolation. Perhaps even when we're pondering, you know, what is the next step of my life? What is the next step for me to take? And we've all likely been at that one point or the other. Or that we've asked ourselves that question, what really is the meaning of life? It may sound cliche, but it's true. This is where that question of what is the meaning of life is really driven home. So Mr. Dan Millman goes on to say, he says, you are a story in the making. And no one can predict what the next chapter, the next day, or the next moment will bring. So maybe we can't predict it, but we can decide how the next chapter is going to go down in our lives. We can decide by the choice that we choose to make. Now at Unity, and there's probably something similar here at a Center for Spiritual Living, but we have what we call our five principles. And they're about how everybody is born inherently good, you know, how we're one with source or God, whatever term you use for it. Talk about manifestation and other similar things. But the one I want to share today is what we refer to as the third principle. And it's centered around co-creating with the source. And it says, we are co-creators with source, creating reality through thoughts held in mind. Now, I always like to refer back to, there's a book called five, The Basic Five Principles, and it's written by Reverend Ellen Devonport. But I think she explains it really well there when she says, human beings create our experiences by the activity of our thinking. Everything in the manifest realm has its beginning in thought. And that includes, to me, that includes to be or not to be. And I'd also like to add to be or not to be God, universe, source, whatever name you choose for, or perhaps a different way of looking at it, how to be a co-creator with that source. So me, I'm a very visual person. I like to visualize all kinds of stuff. 
But with this, I visualize this giant white chalk or whiteboard or chalkboard, depending on how far back you go in school. <laughs> I'm Generation X, so we still had chalkboards. But I visualize this giant chalkboard. And I think about the beginning of the school year. You know, and those of you who are teachers or were teachers, you know exactly what I'm talking about with this. But it is fresh at the beginning of the year, right? That chalkboard has been cleaned, it's shiny, it's like it's new again. And it's a blank slate, right? It's ready to be filled with whatever it is you decide to fill it with. And those things you fill it with, where do they often start, though? They start in your head. Whatever it is that you have in your head sets everything else into motion. Until eventually your hand begins to bring it out on that chalkboard in the manifest realm, right? You're manifesting those thoughts that were in your head. Now, take it a step further and envision life as one big chalkboard. It's a pretty big chalkboard. But or even a canvas. You know, for some of you who are artists and painters, think about a canvas. You know, it's waiting to be filled. It wants to be filled. Its purpose is to be filled. But you first bring it into your thoughts, whatever it is you want to fill that chalkboard with or that canvas with, right? And the beauty is, the beauty of it all is, is that you can fill that canvas, that chalkboard, that blank slate with whatever it is you choose to fill it with. Now, occasionally, we may have things make their way onto the chalkboard or the canvas, and it may be something we don't want to see. You know, sometimes we may walk up to that canvas or that chalkboard and we're feeling a bit irritated or grumpy at the time, right? Well, you know, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed this morning. or you know, So we may put something on that chalkboard we don't want to see. Maybe we're feeling a bit angry at something that's going on. You know, feeling that maybe a little bit of confusion or conflict has set in. Or we may walk up to it feeling that, you know, maybe there's a little bit of love missing from our lives or... Maybe we just kind of feel a little put out with life entirely. Unless I'm the only one that's ever felt that way. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm happy to find out that I'm in good company. But that is, as a result of those things that I may be experiencing at the time, you know, I may look at that canvas or that chalkboard, and I may realize that I've written or I've painted something that goes along with those things that I'm feeling at that moment or those experiences that having or at that moment. Sometimes something, something that I might be able to do, though, when I, when I see that that has happened, is to just simply pick up that eraser and just erase those things that I don't want to see. But before I erase those things I don't want to see, I could also maybe look at them from a different perspective. Maybe my experience brought those things forward because it was something that I needed to see at that moment. Maybe that crooked line that I drew, maybe if I add just a few more lines to it, it'll make it not so crooked after all. Or allowing me to see the beauty of that crooked line. Maybe it becomes a beautiful rose or a beautiful flower of some kind. Maybe, maybe that equation that I unsuccessfully tried to solve, which me and math, that would be a pretty common occurrence, but maybe that equation that I tried to solve was unsuccessful because it was only through that unsuccessful attempt 
that I learn to do it better the next time. And maybe sometimes it just is, or it just was. You know, maybe sometimes I drew something from what I perceived as a negative experience in my life because I just needed to get it out. Plain and simple, no more, no less. To be or not to be. Only I can create my experiences of what it is in my life to be or not to be. Maybe to be or not to be results in me living my life a little bit of a different way than what I have been doing. You know, lots of times we've practiced that old way, right? You know, we've practiced it until we're blue in the face and we're a little tired of it. We know that it's time for something new. And to take it a step further, we even know that we want something new. You know, otherwise we wouldn't be probably studying ways to do things different, right? The sanctuary might be empty right now. <laughs> we wouldn't even necessarily be having to study spiritual principles. Now, Dan Millman says in his book, he says, you don't have to do anything except to stop seeing the world from the viewpoint of your own personal cravings. Loosen up, he says, when you lose your mind you'll come to your senses. Now, if you're like me, you may be replaying that quote over your head and think, okay, that sounds pretty good here. But hold on, Evan, wait just a second. Lose my mind? Maybe that doesn't sound so good after all. Or does it? You know, I'm not sure how many of you have read The Peaceful Warrior by Dan Millman. He's kind of original book that set it off. But he talks about a teacher that he had. And it was a spiritual teacher that he refers to as Socrates. Now, he's not the famous Socrates that you probably heard about in school. But he's just a guy that appears as just a regular guy that he has termed the name Socrates. But Mr. Millman lets us know in the book that when Socrates told him to lose his mind, he wasn't talking about becoming irrational. Sometimes that's fun, but that's not what he's talking about here. <laughs> he was, as Mr. Millman states, talking about on the contrary, to pay attention to the reality around me rather than merely thinking about it. But what does that mean? To me, it means a shift in perception. And to ask myself, what is it that I am paying attention to? What do I put in my mind each and every day? What do I put in my mind each and every moment? So lots of times, I believe, we walk around with this veil that covers our faces. You know, when we do, we begin to view life through that veil that's covering our faces. You know, sometimes we wear one that probably skews our sight just a little bit. You know, it makes us see things as they really may not be. You know, maybe you're wearing a red veil, and it makes everything appear as red. You may even look up at the sky, and it appears red. But does that actually make the sky red? Sometimes you just need to move the veil over a little bit or up a little bit and to notice the actual color of the sky for what it really is. What if we were to agree to lose that part of our mind that tells us that, A, we need to wear a veil in the first place, and B, that part of our mind that makes us feel as if we even need to wear a veil in the first place. Wouldn't you rather just take it off and see the colors to see life how it really is? 
to feel the breeze and the sunlight on your skin. So I want to share a quote I found, and unfortunately I'm not sure who said it, so I can't really give credit to the person, but it's not my own. But it says, once you have started seeing the beauty of life, the ugliness starts disappearing. If you start looking at life with joy, sadness starts disappearing. You cannot have heaven and hell together. You can only have one. It is your choice. And what you choose to see is up to you, right? Day by day, moment by moment, microsecond by microsecond. For we make the decision to be or not to be. So I want to ask you to take something with you today, the question of to be or not to be. Think about what it is that you want to be. What is it that immediately comes to your mind when you think about what it is you want to be? How you want to live? How does the thought of being what you want to be make you feel? How does it look? So I want to ask you to take that with you when you leave here today. And anytime the thought of what you don't want to be enters your mind, I want for you to think about that as your anchor, what it is you see, what it is you feel that you want to be. To be or not to be, the choice is always yours. Namaste. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. Our inspirational service is at 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.